0: talk about love. Jonah is about the books that you go to. But actually when when I was reading the book it it was a nice challenge to find love in the book of Jonah. But actually it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard because we are also talking about God's love in the book of Jonah. And the beautiful thing about doing a love series is in every single book in the bible you can find evidence of god's love and so you do you guys know the story of jonah we're actually going through the whole book of jonah all four chapters of the book of jonah and the story of jonah is actually about a prophet The prophet Jonah. A prophet who is lacking in love. But it's also about a God. A God who is abundant in love. Are you excited to hear about that God who is abundant in love? Yes. Yes. Amen. In this study, we're going to be studying about a how God is loving what it means to us that God is loving and how we are to love others in response to how God loves us. So before we go, can I pray with us? Father God, it is your word and your truth that we are studying, Lord Father. God, without the power of your Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be able to understand the word of it, Lord God. But Father, by your grace, you have allowed us, Lord Father, insight into you, Lord Father, into your love, into your truth, Lord Father. So God, for all of us, I pray that you grant us understanding of this word, the Bible, the truth that you have so graciously given to us, Lord Father. God, remind us about your love, Lord Father, in every circumstance, Lord God. And Father, would you just enlighten all of us tonight, Lord Father. God, use me. As incomplete as I am, Lord Father, to preach your word and your truth alone to me, Lord Father. God, we thank you. In His name we pray. Amen. So Jonah was this prophet. And in Jonah 1 verse 2, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But this is what Jonah did. He said, But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found the ship going to Tarshish. So he went, paid the fare, and went down into it to go with Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. If you know where Tarshish is, prepare to where Nineveh is. Jonah was going the opposite way to where God was telling him to and so Jonah was in a boat and Jonah one force says, but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. What was happening? What was happening? Jonah was fleeing from the task that God had given him. Why would he do that? In short, I only Jonah then in the Ninevites. Ninevites were the modern-day Assyrians back then, and Jonah didn't like them. And so when God called them, called Jonah to prophesy to the Ninevites, he said, Ayoko, God. Not only that, he ran away from the will of God. But what did God do? He hurled a great wind to stop Jonah in his trap. What we're gonna see in this story is that God's love seeks out those who are straying. God's love seeks out those who stray. I'm reminded in the book of Esther that if you don't want to do something God wants you to do, He can find somebody else. Easy. If no one was going to preach, if I didn't want to preach this message today, God would have found someone else easy. But what I find here in God sending a storm to stop Jonah is that God still seeks out those who stray. I only Jonah, but then si God, si God was still calling him. What happened? They picked up Jonah and hurled him into the. See, they found out that it was Jonah who was the cause of the storm because Jonah was disobeying God. So they picked him up, hurled him into the sea, and the sea stopped raging. And now stop at this moment and see where Jonah is. Jonah, in his disobedience to the Lord, found himself in a storm. And now he finds himself in the middle of the sea. Is anyone feeling like that right now? in the open, out of the blue. I don't know where to go. Jonah was stuck where he was. And sometimes we see that when we find ourselves in a similar situation to Jonah. And we say, God, why are you doing this to me? God, but but why are you sending this trial my way, this storm my way? And something we have to ask ourselves is, were we walking according to how God will us? Because sometimes God sends storms to knock us back in the right direction. Imagine that. Even storms, even trials, God can use to knock us back in the right direction. Direction. That is one comforting fact to me. Say, I often find myself straying from God's calling in my life. Why? Sometimes I really just don't want to do it. And sometimes I forget the graces of God and I just say, God, I want to do things my way. And God uses those trials, God puts you in those situations where you have nowhere left to go. So you can start relying on Him again, following Him again. It says, And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. One of the things that's funny about this story is that this is always seen as the most negative part of Jonah. So Jonah was running away pinakawin siya ng fish. Tapos dinala, di pinilit siya pabalik ni Oh, ayaw mo, Ito mo. May, may fish na ano dadalhin ka to where you need to go. And when I see it actually it doesn't seem as that's the most negative part. Because remember where Jonah was. He was in the middle of the ocean. If God had left him there, what would have happened to him? So even getting swallowed by the fish was a grace of God to Jonah, wasn't it? We don't know what God is doing in our worst situations. But we know that even trials God can use to knock us back in the right direction. God doesn't leave us in those situations, even when we are rebelling against Him, because He wants to be able to use us, like He wants to use Jonah. And in this trial, in the storm through the through inside the belly of the fish, is one of the most beautiful prayers. Some say when it was it was a song that Jonah prayed. It says in Jonah 2.1, But Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress. He answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, You heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. And then I said, I am driven away from your sight. Yet, I shall look again upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head. At the roots of the mountain, I went down to the land whose bars Closed upon me forever. Yet, you brought up my life from the pit. O Lord, my God. When my life was fading away, I remembered the Lord. My prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope, steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have found, I will be. Salvation belongs to the Lord. It was such a beautiful prayer of repentance that Jonah prayed inside the belly of the fish. Jonah realized that all of his trials, all of his, all of the things that he went through thus far, was his fault and God was doing it because he was straying from God Jonah knew that it was God who brought the storm that it was God who brought the fish Jonah knew all that and yet he also realized that God was doing it to bring him back to bring Jonah back So imagine where Jonah was, storm in the middle of the sea, stuck in the ocean, and then stuck in a fish. And that was the moment when he came back to the Lord, where he repented from what he was doing, and prayed this beautiful prayer. So if you find yourself in that situation, know that there is no pit too deep that God can't pull you out of. No matter how far you stray, no matter how much you have backslidden, God chases after His children. God's love is that abundant to chase after His children. To give you a chance to repent. Ayaw na natin sa Kanya, inhabal pa in short, you cannot hide from the love of God. You cannot hide from the love of God. Jeremiah 23:24 says, Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him? Declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth? Declares the Lord. There is no place you can go where God is not going to be able to make His love felt you. Where God cannot start calling you back into His presence. And it's a great reminder to me because I remember how far I have strayed from God. And I am so thankful That he is one who comes after those who stray. That he loves us enough that those who rebel against him, he still calls back. And so God called Jonah back. The Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh. That great city and call out against it the message that I tell you. Can you imagine the same job, the same job given to Jonah after all that he had done against God. God gives him the grace to give him that same privilege to speak for him. Imagine that. Sometimes in this world if you fall that reputation is gonna follow you forever. You make a mistake, you know, with the internet. That's that's gonna be there forever. Alam ko yung mga past life natin, minsan, binilead na natin sa Facebook, or minsan, as a reminder of our past lives. But imagine a God that knowing the full extent of what you have done in your past, calls you to the same things that he was calling you as if you were the prophet who never sinned. So, God treated Jonah as if he never ran away. Go back to the, go back to Nineveh. He didn't say, ay hindi, sige, nagre-rebelte Um, uh, ano ka muna, hugasan uh, mo nalang muna yung temple or something. Diba? God still called Jonah to be a prophet. That's a great privilege he gave. This time, Jonah obeyed. It says, So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. And now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey. He called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now, imagine these words, right? Jonah was growing around the city and telling people, Hey, 40 days and your city is going to be overthrown. Everyone knew he was a messenger of God. And these were his words. Kung napapansin niyo, it's not exactly the words that you're going to say when you're sharing the gospel. Diba? Okay, 40 days, na kayo lahat. Kind of ano? hindi, right? The truth is, is that Jonah still didn't like the Ninevites, and when he was professing to the Ninevites, he was just obeying the words of God to speak against him, against them. He was like, "Yeah, God, God is going to uh, rain down His wrath because you have been rebellious against Him." Those were the words of Jonah. Not very loving, no. Not very, it doesn't sound very loving of Jonah, right? But he was obeying God. But we see here in his words that he did not get any change of heart regarding the Ninevites. What he had was a change of heart regarding obeying God. But what happened? It says... The people of Nineveh believed God and they called for a fast, put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. What happened? Even with an imperfect messenger not exactly giving a message of love, the people believed in God and repented. Now that's not really a picture of how good Jonah was. <laughs> That's a picture of how great God is. Even through a perfect messengers, he can cause a great city to come to repentance. And this isn't one of my points, but if God can use those words Jonah said to cause 120,000 people the city of Nineveh to repent. We can use your words too. And sometimes we fear that our words aren't perfect. You know, I don't have everything right to say, I don't know the right words, I don't know all of the answers. But please don't let it stop you from sharing the gospel to those around you. God can use any of those any of your words anything you have to lead people into repentance. Back to the story. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that He had said He would do to them. And He did not do it. The whole city repented. Everyone from the richest to the poorest repented again, repented towards their sin. It's such a beautiful picture. And it's a picture also of God. Because a city as rebellious as the Assyrians, as the Ninevites, you know, God would have been perfectly glorified if He had poured down His wrath upon them. Right? Because they didn't want anything of God. If God had destroyed the city, everyone would know how great is the God of the Israelites. The ng God ng Israelites. And His name would be glorified. Right? And so one of the comforting facts is that God chooses not to glorify Himself through His wrath most of the time, but that God's love withholds His wrath. In a city so rebellious that God would have been glorified with pouring his wrath upon them, God sent a prophet to speak out against them and give them a chance to repent. Second Peter three verse nine says, The Lord is not slow to fulfil his promise as some would count slowness, but it is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Why? That's how loving God is. Imagine people who are rebelling against Him, blaspheming His name, and He gives them a second chance. Does that story sound familiar? When I look at my life, it sounds like a familiar story. We've all rebelled against God. We've all blasphemed His name. But God in His loving kindness gives us a second chance. I am so glad that God is patient. I am so glad that God is patient with me. And that He withholds His wrath until the right time when it is to be poured out. And one of the beautiful things when God withholds His wrath, when He sends a prophet and gives people a chance to repent, one of the beautiful things is that He's not calling people to righteousness. He doesn't say, hey, you better start living the right lives Ang dami babawi at mitubure niyo. But God isn't calling the righteous to prove themselves. God is calling the sinners to confess that they need Him. I imagine how impossible it is. It would be if I had to live up to a certain standard of righteousness. Imagine if God called all of us to be perfect. None of us would be here right now. We'd just make the most of our lives in this world partying, doing whatever we want. Because at the end, we won't be able to live up to that standard. But one of the most loving things about God is, He does not call us to pay for that lack that we have. But He paid it Himself. He does not call us to be righteous before coming to His presence. But He calls us to confess. But we are sinners and that we needed him. This is what happened to Nineveh. Such a beautiful picture. A hundred and twenty thousand people coming to repentance, coming to God. What happened to Jonah? Jonah 4.1 says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. 120,000 people repented, and Jonah was angry. I would be like, Praise God! And a whole city coming to you. And Jonah was like, Ano ba yan? Nagrepent sila. And Jonah 4.2 says, Oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was yet in my country. That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, and slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Sabi ni Jonah. Kaya ayaw mong pumunta at magprophesy sa kanila. Kasi sila. Selfish na, no? di ba? This was the hate Jonah had for the Assyrians, for the Ninevites. How are we with our enemies? What if God is calling you to share the gospel with your enemy? Sabi mo, God, ayaw mo ma, baka mag, baka mag- mo pa sa heaven. This is exactly how Jonah felt. It's like 120,000 of the people I don't like I'm going to start seeing for all of eternity. What God was like, you know, 120,000 of the people who are who were against me are now for me. 120,000 of people who could not experience my love now can experience a relationship with me and eternity with me sometimes honestly when I see it in my life I can see myself as selfish as Jonah. like judging people I the being deserve moment is a I'm in gospel. I can laugh at it Like it was a joke But actually it's a very serious Act of selfishness on my part This was how Jonah was feeling And I am also so glad That God is not that selfish he God pa yung Nagpadala ng na. Prophet diba? if you if you talk about it in Valentine's Church, People who hated him, people who wanted nothing to do with him, God sent a prophet. God gave them a chance to repent. Aren't you glad that God is so loving? Because where would we be? If God was not like that. so si Jonah nag-i-inite, sabi niya, Oh Lord, please take my life away from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. You remember those children na, ano, di makuha yung okay na gusto nila? Tapos sabi, Oh, gusto ko nalang mamatay, hindi ko magawin toward. That was similar to what Jonah was. Saying, God, please just kill me if you're not going to do what I want you to do. And the Lord said, do You do well to be angry. So what did Jonah do? Jonah went outside of the city, made a booth for himself there, and he sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. But the city just repented. So what was going to happen to the city? Wala na dapat, ba? What was Jonah waiting for? Jonah was waiting for the slight chance that God wouldn't be as merciful as He was and that the city would be destroyed. Right? If I was God and Jonah was like that, I would be, you know what? Nagawa mo na trabaho mo. But that's not what God did. Now the Lord God appointed the plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it would ate. When the sun rose, God appointed scorching east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die and said, It is better for me to die than to live. You know God likes speaking in metaphors, right? And so God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for the plant? Jonah said, Yes, I do. Well, to be angry. Angry enough to die. The Lord said, You, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make grow, which came into being in a night, and perished in night. He was describing Jonah. Diba? One day, the plant was there, didn't do anything, gave him some comfort, and then the next day, it was gone. And then, nung nawala, sabi Jonah, Lord, mo na, mo na And God said that to him. This is how you feel with the plant? Jonah 4.11 said, Should not I pity Minibah? The great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left. And also much. Oh, so much. God said, You know, you have this much compassion or love for a plant. Am I the God who is the God of love? Should I not have compassion on it? 120,000 people who do not know their life right from left. They don't know what they're doing, as Jesus had said. And this is a God who is trying to show Jonah why he should have compassion. Jonah already did what he had to do. And Jonah's heart was still hard towards the Ninevites. But God, in his love for Jonah, was also trying to change his heart towards those that he had hated. God took the effort to teach Jonah how he feels about the people of Nineveh. And so lastly, God's love Calls us to love like Him. God's love calls us to love like He does. John 13.35 says, By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Love is one of your identifiers that you are followers of Christ. Love is your poor virtue. Why? Because God is loving. And so He also calls us to love like He does. God was trying to change the heart of Jonah. You know, you see, this is what you feel about a plant. My love for even my enemies is so much greater than that. God is a God who loves people who rebel against him, who blaspheme his name. He loves them enough to send a prophet, to give them a chance that they might repent. God is a God so loving that he withholds his wrath, though he can rightly serve it. Just so people might have a chance to experience His presence in maternity. And so we see two pictures of love. Jonah, who lacks a loving heart. Pretty much like me. And we see God who is extravagant in His love. You know why Jonah could not love Like God does. Like God did. Jonah missed the fact that throughout the whole story of Jonah, throughout all of those four chapters, God was loving Jonah in the very same way that he was loving the Ninevites. The Ninevites were rebelling against God. They were doing their own thing. Jonah was doing his own thing, rebelling against God. God was perfectly right. God would have been perfectly right to pour out his wrath upon the Ninevites. He would have also been perfectly right to just keep it at the storm, suck the boat, and that would be it. But instead, God sent a prophet to the Ninevites in Jonah. Jonah in the middle of the sea, God sent a fish to save him. Through the prophet and inside the belly of the fish, both of them came to repentance, started following God. And if Jonah had only realized that God was showing him love in the same way that he was showing love to the Ninevites. Donna would have been less hateful towards the Ninevites. And so do you realize as we close how much God has loved me. Do you realize how perfectly right God would be if he had just left you alone in the pit that you were in and had not called someone to share his love with you? You know, I was back in college when I remembered my Jonah story. I was like, I don't want to do this Christian stuff anymore. So in college, I did what all of the other college kids did. So I was in a band, I would drink and smoke, my hair was like up to here. And I just, I just wanted to experience all of the pleasures of life. But then God made everything empty. Nothing made sense. I was almost depressed because of it. Friends wouldn't make me happy. Academics wouldn't make me happy. Nothing would. It was like Jonah in the middle of the ocean. Getting nowhere. But then God was gracious enough to bring me back to a Bible study. That was where I started my journey with Him again. I am so grateful that God would love me enough to call me back into His presence. Because God would have been perfectly right to just leave me where I was. But because His love seeks out those who stray, it holds His wrath upon them. He sends the storms in life, like the storm I experienced, to steer us back. if you realize that God has loved you in the same way or that God is also calling you to love others the same way even your enemies I'd like to close with this the verse says we love we love because God first loved us. We have a God who loves us extravagantly. Even when we strayed from Him, He calls us back. That God calls us to love even those we hate. Because we were once His enemies. But He was loving enough to call us back. While we're here on this earth, we have a job to share that love to the world. To take God's enemies and make them into His sons and daughters. Father God, Father, we just thank you that you are so loving. God, that your grace and mercy overflows, Lord, Father, in ways that we can't even understand. Father, if it was just up to us, Lord God, Father, we would be lost. But God, in our rebellion, Father, you, you sought us out. You sent your son to pay for the penalty we couldn't. Father, we were your enemies, Father, and yet you loved us so much. We don't deserve any of you, Lord Father, but you gave yourself all your fullness anyway. So, Father God, as imperfect as we are, God, could you still use us, Lord Father, to spread that love in this world? God, could you just help us, Lord Father, use us so that other people, Lord Father, may know of this great love of yours? And Father, as we realize the great extent to which you love us, would you allow us to love others in the same way? God, help us to not think of ourselves and our own ambitions. But God, as your love is sacrificial, could ours be sacrificial as well? Father God, even someone as rebellious as Jonah and as the Ninevites, God, you could use. So, Father, our prayer tonight, third Father, please use us. God, we thank you. That you are coming. His name we pray. Amen.